Hi again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Digging It Podcast. I'm Eric Ritchie. I'm your host, and I'm so glad you're with us today because I'm talking about a Hall of Fame type show. We have got awesome guests, awesome video, great content throughout the next one hour, so you're not going to want to go anywhere. Just a quick preview of what we have in store. We're going to talk to Terry Abair, the head coach at Turlings Catholic, his team for a 10th season in a row make it to the state championship game. We've got a ton to talk to Coach Terry about. Then in college, we're going to Hammond, Louisiana, where Jeremy White is still clapping and excited and still buzzing after his team wins the Southland Conference Tournament and earns a bid into the NCAAs. Coach Jeremy will join us in our college segment. And then our final segment, we're going to hear from the teams that were the runners-up in the state championship just over a week ago at the Cajun Dome. You know on VSN for the better part of 10 days following the state championship, we gave you that media room interview stuff, the the interviews at the podium that go so unnoticed uh, amongst the overall general media. And a lot of times the fans, the parents, the players themselves never get to see that. So we've done our best to make sure that the state championship sound has got out there in all five divisions. But what about the teams that finished second? Some emotional interviews that took place in that media room and we're going to play uh, a good bit of it, the, the the best sound from all five teams that finished second in the state. Uh, of course, that includes um, uh, uh, Tullis, uh, Allie Tullis, who was unbelievable, her courageousness and her poise just 12 hours after she lost her brother Christian in a terrible car accident coming home from the semifinals. You'll hear from her, you'll hear from April Hagedon, who was very emotional after her final game as the head coach at Mount Carmel. So a lot to get to on the back end of this show. But as we do each and every podcast, we start with the high school segment. So let's get to it. High school volleyball this week. And as promised, we're headed to Lafayette. Turling's Catholic head coach, Terry Abair joins us. And coach, I guess so many things have happened in your life since we talked to you last. Have you decompressed? Over the last, I guess, you know, week or two of so many things that have gone on, uh, mostly in a positive manner. Yeah, man, had a chance to really uh, kind of get grounded again, spend some time with family this past weekend. Um, so, yeah, it, it's nice to kind of step away from it for a little bit in the, the hustle and bustle of playoff week. Well, first of all, I want to get, congratulate you on Ari and uh, winning the Southland Conference Tournament and her coming back from an injury and, again, showing courage and, man, how skilled she is as a player. I didn't really watch her that much in high school. We really got in just after she left. But, man, I followed her at, at Southeastern, and she is some kind of a player, a lot to be proud of. We're going to talk about her in a little bit. But the first thing I want to do is – um kind of get your reaction on um, the state tournament as, as a whole before I got some special video I want to show in a little bit, but first of all, just your reaction on, um, you know, you were one of those guys in the podium of uh, the, the runners up that talked about, man, if you'd have told us in August, we'd be sitting here uh, talking after a state championship game. You know, I don't know if I'd have believed you. All the things that's happened to your team, you lost a, a player in the preseason, you lost a six rotation outside potential all-state player in the middle of the year. How your team came together and battled, beat St. Thomas Moore in the regular season, and then fought all the way to a state championship game, kind of sum it all up, man. What was it like? What's your reaction on what your team accomplished this season? 
Well, I guess you summed it up for me right there, but just uh, just real proud of them. Um, you know, as you mentioned, uh, the season started rough with losing Matty Fobbs uh, to an ACL tear earlier uh, in the club season, preseason for us. Um, you know, and then uh, we lost, we did lose a six rotation outside about halfway through the season. Uh, had to shuffle uh, Ali LaFleur, who's accustomed to playing middle. We had to shuffle her to the outside. Uh, Charlie Boulay who's been a setter all her life. She had to go back to the outside. Um, uh, I didn't say enough about this young lady, but, um, you know, Anna Claire Hebert, AC, coming in as a freshman. Uh, been excited to get her on board, uh, you know, since seeing her come in, my, in through my camps, fifth and sixth grade year. But, um, I mean, she's a little firecracker leader, um, you know, put in a position where she has to go and immediately – uh, run an offense that is, you know, hopefully going to be state caliber level. And, uh, yeah, I, with, with, with all the shuffling that we did, um, you know, early on and in the middle of the season, um, if you would have asked me, I felt confident we'd at least make it to the Cajun Dome for the first round. But, you know, past that, um, you know, I, I wasn't quite sure we had the – we had the will. I mean, the girls had the will. I just didn't know if we had the skill set, um, you know, moving those kids around as late as we did. And I just thought it would take more time, but, you know, we got some wins when we did, you know, obviously a huge win against St. Thomas Moore, um, which was a big confidence booster at the last tournament of the year, the last match of the regular season match for us. Um, you know, it's still, it's still a little uh, odd for us to be in the Cajun though. Um, you know, seven, eight years uh, of going out to Kenner and having a routine that you get into, um, it's still a little strange for us to be practicing in our own gym, believe it or not, on on uh, on Friday and Saturday of the tournament. But um, we're extremely proud of the way they fought against Ben Franklin. Very good Ben Franklin team. Um, you know, we played about as bad as we could in sets um, two and three and had to battle back against a very good team that wasn't going to go down easy. And I was ex just extremely proud of them for doing that. And I think that was a big confidence booster going into Saturday. But, um, you know, i got to take my hat off to – to STM, I mean, they were, you know, as we knew the whole season, uh, they were loaded with some gifted athletes. Um, and, you know, I wish we would have had a little better showing. But, you know, once again, I was just proud we were playing on Saturday. couple things there I want to follow up on. First of all, you talked about um, playing at the Cajun Dome, getting used to that. And I know I talked to you right after the quarterfinal win over AOL, and you were just looking up into a sea of Rebel Nation. I know that was a major factor in, in how much you appreciated the support from your fan base. But then let's take it to that Ben Franklin semifinal five-set war. And this is the video that I want to talk about. Uh, your reaction right after set point, match point, um, reminded me of one thing when I covered, and again, we both have Indianapolis ties. When I covered the Pacers, uh, you remember the last dance, right? Jordan, you know, they had the great um, docuseries yeah. on that. You know, the, the Eastern Conference Finals that year in 1998, I was fortunate enough to cover for Fox 59 in Indianapolis. I literally had a front row seat for all seven games. So the reaction, I want to show that video. And Justin, if you can, go ahead and play it. Game four, Pacers down the final second. Reggie Miller launches one of his classic buzzer beater shots. It was actually 0.7 seconds. But look at the reaction that I want you to see from Larry Bird. Because I was right behind you when you made it. This is the reaction right here. Right here. Let, look, Austin Crozier, the entire Market Square Arena crowd going crazy. Larry Bird, stoic. No reaction. So here's your reaction. To match point, 
for when you beat Ben Franklin in five sets. Look at your reaction. Watch, watch the bench come rushing out. Watch everyone start cheering. And look at Terry Hebert. Look at Terry Hebert. <laughs> you finally do this, and you look down, but then nine-year-old son Hudson's right there, and that's a, the iconic shot for me of the whole thing. Here comes your wife. Meredith gives you the uh, gives your son the hug, Hudson the hug, gives you the kiss, and then you're off and celebrating. But that was what I was trying to compare. What was going through your mind when you realized you made it to a 10th straight state championship appearance? Well, I'm, I'm honored to be uh, thrown in the same sentence there with Larry Bird and Michael Jordan, man. I appreciate that. But, uh, you know, that 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 was just a look of exhaustion and, and kind of, um, wow, man, you know, they, they pulled it out. At a certain point, you know, you, you, you can lead a horse to water, but you, 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 know, you can't make a drink. And so I think we had given them all the info. Meredith the scout had been Franklin the day before while we were practicing here. Um, and... You know, we gave them all the info, everything we thought they were going to run, and it just became a matter of execution. Um, and you know, having making sure they did what they had to do, it was in their hands. And um, but yeah, that was that was more of a look of exhaustion and like, man, thank God this is over. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I did get I did get some flack for uh, you know a lot of compliments on. I think Lil Hud realized that he couldn't get on the court possibly, so he he made a sprint, turned around, and I guess I was standing there. But it was great to have him and. Um, I know I kind of it looked like I brushed Meredith aside real quick after she was coming give me a hug. I, I got some flack from my buddies for that, but yeah, we were shaking yeah. <laughs> we were shaking hands up at the net, so I had to get up there. And uh, but no, what a special <laughs> moment, you know, it was. Um, you know, it it really, like I said, it was a look of exhaustion more than anything. But it was extremely special to have my family. I mean, I guess what we didn't see was Isabel was out there on the floor, so that the four of us to be on the court together was uh, was pretty special. Well, and that leads me to my next question. The three players that joined you in the media interview room uh, that we're going to hear from later on, uh, Haley Hillman, Kenley Nonato, who just did spectacular as well as, as Haley did up front, Kenley as your libero. But, um, you know, you're like me. You have a daughter in the sport and, and you're reluctant to kind of talk about her and talk about, you know, you want to talk about everybody else first. But the job Izzy did this season and the positions that she played and the role that she played – what was that like for you and um, uh, just as a, as a dad to, to be so proud of her inside, maybe not all the time talking about her boastfully, but inside so proud. Yeah, I think you, you said it, um, you know, it's hard as a father to, you want to give her accolades. And I think I probably haven't talked about her as much as I should, but um, you know, I mentioned everybody else moving around, but for her, um, you know, I think it was a little bit easier for Ari coming into her career because Ari had been setting all her life. Um, Izzy's just that little utility player that she's played right side on a club team. She's set on a high school team. She's done this on a different team. And, um, you know, she came in and, and did a phenomenal job of, of being a leader for us on the court. Um, you know, you want to talk about the, the person with the most fire and, and enthusiasm, enthusiasm after every point. Um, you know, I got more compliments and more phone calls about how they enjoyed watching her play and her fire, uh, relentless on every point. Um, you know, we initially, obviously her primary position is, is, is setting. Uh, then when we needed her to put the ball away a few times, we put her in on the right side and then, um, we needed her to get even more attempts. So we moved it to the left at some point during the season for, you know, a couple of matches. I think that was one of the reasons we were able to beat STM at Spook. Um, you know, moving her to the outside and, and her getting getting some kills there. But, um, 
yeah, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you just try to be leery about it as a coach. And over the past several years, having multiple kids in the sport, you want to make sure that you're giving everybody else credit. And it doesn't sound like you're talking about, you know, your kid and gloating on your kid, but I think there's times that I probably haven't done enough, you know, so. Yeah. Yep. No, I wanted to give you that opportunity and put that out there and uh, props to Izzy for, uh, and again, all those things you talked about, love her passion, love her play, saw it from the beginning, the hall of fame game at um, Thibodeau wellness center. Uh, She was showing fire. And so, all right, let's go to the other side. You talked about how wonderful of a team St. Thomas Moore was and, you know, back-to-back state champions against you in the state finals. No one more happy to see AC Fralick graduate, but I know you have a ton of respect for what will probably be the player of the year in Louisiana. She certainly was the MVP in the division one state championship uh, division two, excuse me, as well as the LVCA LHSCA all-star game. She scored the last two points. We got some video of AC um, and, and, you know, while we're talking about her, while we're looking at some of the video, tell me about, what kind of a player you think he, she is and kind of just summarize AC Freilich and you had a player very similar, right? Cicely Hildago, who we're going to talk about more with coach Jeremy at Southeastern, but tell me about AC Freilich, the player. Well, you know, I think I'm lucky enough to have the unique position where she played for, for Meredith. Uh, I think when she was 13 or 14, I think 14. And, um, you know, she was, you know, for a while there, there was some talk about her coming over to Turlings, and we were excited about it, but obviously let her make her her own decision. Um, you know, as good as a player she is, she's a great kid. Um, and, and she comes from, you know, her parents. I'm going to miss those two. Uh, spent a lot of club seasons with them, um, you know, traveling with them. And just, you know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree, and this is a great example of it. She's a phenomenal, even better person than she is an athlete. But um, – you know, you just watch her skill set. I mean, the kid can pass. Uh, she's got a perfect volleyball build. She puts the ball away. I mean, I think she was, <laughs> no doubt she was ready to play us because um, in the finals, the first probably two or three kills that she had, I don't think I've ever seen her jump as high as she did. Um, so she came in there ready to go. But, um, you know, she's able to do so many things with the ball out of, out of front row, out of back row. I mean, she's, her shot selection is great. Uh, when she tips, she's so high. She she puts the ball away at angles that defenders are are having a tough time defending. Um, she moves the ball around well. She hits that that sharp cross. She drops her thumb, hits hard cross, and uh, you'll see her tear one down the line. I know Izzy was the beneficiary of one of those in the in the uh, in the finals. But um, you know, just a great kid, and, and I'm so excited to see what she's going to do in the future. Yeah, you know. Deep down, I'm, I'm happy to see her go, but, um, you know, I will miss seeing her, and I know Meredith will as well, seeing her and, and her family on the other side of the net. It's, it's been a joy to be around. Yeah, you're right about her family. We got to know got to know her father, Mike, and, uh, you know, he he's the first guy to compliment our coverage for the uh, LVCA All-Star game at Nichols this past weekend. He came up and just told Andrew Byer and myself, great job on our coverage, but um, – She'll be fun to watch right here in state at LSU. Uh, yeah, speaking of the LVC, yeah. Speaking of the LVCA, the Louisiana Volleyball Coaches Association. Not only are you the head coach at Turlings Catholic, but you're the president of the LVCA as well. I guess as the president of the LVCA, my question to you is: the state of high school volleyball in Louisiana. Um, what do you like? 
What would you like to see improved? And overall, as the president of the Coaches Association, what's that been like for you? I guess uh, the thing that I like is just the, the, you know, and I think it was really evident this past week, um, you know, with, with, with Danny uh, losing Kristen, um, just the, the brotherhood and the sisterhood amongst all of us, you know, he unfortunately spent the day yesterday at, at, at Kristen's funeral and, and just saw coaches from, you know, as far away as Lake Charles going all the way door to Slidell and, um, you know, the, the, the people that contacted me uh, the Saturday morning of the finals, not wanting to disturb Danny and, and just saying, hey, you know, what can we do? How can we help? Uh, just shows to the, the magnitude of how close we all are. You know, the volleyball community is not huge. Um, but, I mean, man, some of the greatest people, you know, I've ever met and, and enjoy being around. I just I love the camaraderie and, and the, the genuine interest that we have for each other's coaches and, and our players. And, um, you know, it may sound cliche, but, I truly feel like that is what we have. Um, I'd like to see the the sport grow a little more towards the northern parts of the state and the northern parishes. I know Lucy Hunt's doing a great job up there in Ruston of getting things together. Um, but, you know, you kind of go north of the, you know, Lafayette, Opelousas area, and you won't see much of anything going on until a couple of schools up in northern Louisiana. So I'd, I would love to see that. Um, you know, prosper so close to Arkansas and, and, you know, that I-20 corridor, you're right there next to Dallas, you know, two or three hours away. Um, you know, I know it's, I know it's growing. I know there are people up there doing some good things, but I would love to see that continue to grow. And um, as far as your answering your last question, I think it was really eye-opening experience for me um, just to see how much the LVCA works hand in hand with the LHSAA and the LHSCA um, wasn't aware of, you know, I mean, there, there were times, you know, with, with COVID last year, um, you know, the COVID protocol, I mean, I was on the phone with Karen Hoyt and Lacey, you know, two or three times a week for several weeks, weeks before the season started. Uh, then Ida hit and then, you know, bam, we got to get things moved over to the Cajun Dome. And I just didn't realize how much uh, the president is actually involved in some of those decision-making um, opportunities. And, and the LHSA did a great job, Karen, and then did a great job of really wanting our opinion and, uh, and, and our suggestions on what we should do and what's best for the sport. Um, but that was just kind of an eye-opening experience. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things I wish I would have done, uh, been able to do. And I, I remember when my, uh, my counterparts nominated me a few years ago, it was, it was something I didn't even want. You know, I was begging to, you know, I said honored, really honored, but it was, I was looking to get some things off the table personally, uh, spend some time with Hudson playing baseball. I didn't want to put another iron on the fire. Uh, but, you know, I'm really happy I took it on. And, and um, as I said, I wish there were some other things I could have done a little better to to make, you know, to grow the game and grow the sport. But um, just really proud to be representing this this great group of people, um, you know, and, and I'm happy to to see it go after the All-State uh, after the All-State banquet. Um, you know, we're going to we're going to turn that over to uh, Patrick Ricks over at Dutchtown and I'll do my best to help him out, but um, I'm ready to pass the baton. Well, you've done an excellent job, I'll tell you that. But look, we, you know, we talked about Izzy, and obviously our families got together a couple times this summer. Emma and Izzy played as partners on the beach scene. And <clears throat> one thing I noticed during that time, I really got to know Ari. And, you know, she would be coaching him up and you know, during during timeouts and you know, just you know, being <clears throat> being a great, great not only sister, but leader. And she had that knee brace on, and I'm like, man, that's going to be tough for you to play this year. 
We've got video of an unbelievable rally. Now, Southeastern doesn't win this point against McNeese State, and they obviously have won the, the whole thing, the, beating um, HCU the next day. Uh, but let me, you know, Justin, roll the video, please, of the video of this rally. Look at her making plays with that knee brace, and I think the knee brace almost popped off, Coach. Yeah, you know, she was playing right back right there. She had a she, she chicken winged up there. And I think coming up here, if I'm not mistaken, she gets involved in another something in coverage, maybe. Or here, oh, yeah, there you go, right there. That's she, unbelievable. <laughs> Ansley Tullis and her back and forth yeah. making plays. It's it's unbelievable. It's 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 disheartening that they don't win this point, but obviously that they lose the battle, win the war, and they get the last lap. But I had to get your reaction on this rally and just overall Ari coming back, not only making it back on the floor, but as we just saw, being an impact player, coach. Yeah, there was a little bit of a delay in the game after her her top of her knee brace had, had <laughs> broken, and they had to instead of being able to strap it back on, they just went ahead and put some athletic tape and let her finish the set. But uh. No, really proud of her, man. You know, when she um, when she had the surgery, uh, you know, her ETA back was, I want to say, mid-November, which would have been last week. Uh, and she didn't want a red shirt. You know, I, I think she really wanted to go out with Jolie and Crispin and Addie uh, on senior night. She really wanted to play. That was That was a goal she had set. And uh, she busted her tail through rehab, and she ended up coming out six weeks early. She started uh, – she got back in, into practice that first week of October, I want to say. And I want to say halfway through October, she was back on the floor playing. So, uh, you know, kids are much more of a competitor than I ever was. Um, her work ethic is, is is just something that makes me proud as a father. You know, all her accolades she had here at Turlings and now winning a, a conference championship there. But – I think just more proud of the person she's become, um, you know, not only uh, academically, spiritually, you know, her very strong in her faith and um, just real proud of the big sister she is to Izzy and Hud and, and the teammate that she is. I, you know, I haven't got a chance to see her play live this year very much. Um, so we were out there Saturday, no, yeah, Saturday for the McNeese game. And I heard her voice, you know, and it brought me back to when she was playing here at Turlings that, that let's go, let's keep fighting. And I, you know, you don't really hear that when you're watching them on, on, uh, on ESPN plus, but I was being courtside to hear her voice again was, uh, you know, just reminded me how much of a leader she really is. And just, you know, like I said, more proud of that than anything else she has on her finger or up on the wall. That's awesome. That's awesome. I told you I had a ton of stuff to get to. Uh, we got Coach Jeremy White on deck. So I got two more questions for you. Uh, first, beach volleyball. We brought that up a little bit. I know you're very involved uh, with the uh, Interscholastic Beach Volleyball League here in Louisiana. High school teams, not a sanctioned LHSAA sport, but nonetheless continues to grow. What are the plans for this year for high school beach volleyball in Louisiana, Coach? Well, you know, last year we we uh, we didn't do as good a job as we had done in the past trying to get every all those uh, different areas together. Um, I know Becky Madden, who's done a phenomenal job for us in the Baton Rouge area, um, stepped down, which is good for her. I know Brian retired and, and had some knee surgeries, and she needed to be with him, which I, we respect 100%. Um, but, you know, we continue to want to try to grow it. Um, you know, we're picking up the home region, uh, getting Baton Rouge back online. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, VSN uh, covered 
that that unbelievable final we had down there, coconuts uh, with Dominican and Malcolm. So we're looking to get uh, all those things back in play. And oh, there you go, right there. That was that was a great event. Uh, so excited for for you guys coming in and helping us out with that. And uh, and I think that really put the sport on the map for us here in uh, in Louisiana. So once again, just looking to get it bigger and and, and better, and um, you know, try to get the personnel. It's uh, it's tough, you know, because it is during the club season. And, and I'm coaching the club team and our other coaches are coaching club teams and their kids are playing uh, and it's hard. Those kids are spread thin. It's hard to go play on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday or, or a Saturday, Sunday. You know, you get home Monday, you practice beach on Tuesday, you play in a beach match on Wednesday, you practice on Thursday, then you leave Friday again. Yeah. Uh, yep. So it, it's very difficult for those young ladies to and, and at the same time trying to keep up things academically. Uh, it, it's difficult to try to structure it to where they can be kids but we're also um, trying to grow the game. So we're looking to, to get it back on online a little bit bigger and better than we did last year. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. Coach, part of the reason that both of us struggled a little bit to uh, follow up on that great year two years ago in beach volleyball, I stole you. I took you to Huntsville with me because VSN did the Beach <laughs> Volleyball Conference Championship, Conference USA. Justin, we've got a couple pictures of Coach as a broadcaster. Look oh, at man, Terry Abear there, the color <laughs> commentator. Huntsville, Alabama, Conference USA tournament. You got your C CUSA shirt on there. I mean, you, Fistle, did, baby. You, did, you did a fantastic job. What was it like being a broadcaster on this end of the mic? Microphone and do you want to do that anymore? Oh man, I look that was that was so exciting, man. Like you got a picture right there with Bryce, you know, over from Georgia Tech. What a great guy. That was that was like I guess you can see the excitement, man. I <laughs> I really, I really look, Eric, man, I, I appreciate you asking me to do that. I had a ball with it. Uh, I wish I would have done a better job. I think what oh. I need to learn to do is watch the monitor and not watch all five courts because I was making comments on court five while you guys had the, had the monitor on court one. And my wife was texting me like, dude, what are you commenting on? Like, you know, like, let's, you know, but it's, it was so hard to just try to focus in on, uh, on, on that one screen when you had so many good matches going, you had the Ferrari twins on court four, man, just tearing things up. And, right. Uh, but yeah, it, it was fun, man. I was, that's an experience. I, uh, I was, uh, you know, I would love to be able to do something like that again. And, and just a, a ton of respect for you and Garrett and Andrew and Bryce and all you guys, the amount of preparation that it takes. I don't, I didn't really realize, you know, if you want to be a good broadcaster or somebody good in color, you have to do your homework, not only on the programs and the players, but the, their social lives and their academic lives. And, you know, to walk in there, kind of drove into Huntsville at I think midnight the night before is when I got there and uh, had to be on courtside for seven. And I just had a blank sheet of paper and I had to learn these girls as I went, but just a ton of respect for you guys and uh, being being behind the camera on the mic was was fun, but uh, eye opening experience for sure. No doubt. And you did a great job. You're beating yourself up, but you actually did a, a very nice job. And it was nice that you gave Bryce the Turlings Catholic pullover. I know he got a little cold. Yeah. So the Rebel Nation was being uh, on display in Huntsville, Alabama. But look, we, we got to let you go. Um, what a season, huh? 2022 yeah. volleyball season. Unbelievable. We've got club, we've got beach ahead, and uh, we wish you the best. And thank you so much. And congratulations. And you may not have ended with the state championship, but maybe one of your best coaching jobs ever to get that team under those circumstances to the state championship game. Hats off to you, my friend. Well done. And thanks again for joining us on Digging It. It means a lot to you, Eric. Thank you very much, man. You'll have a happy Thanksgiving.
You do the same, my friend. Tell everybody we said hello. And uh, it's time for us to take a a break here on the show, Digging It. Again, we are brought to you by Farm Bureau, St. Charles, St. James Parish, as well as the Sports Pub and Grill here in Destrahan. Don't go anywhere. We switch from the high school scene to the collegiate scene, and we're talking to a conference champion when we return on Digging It. Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau, real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season. Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes. Your friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramie Malonson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. SLU, SLU, that's right. Southeastern is going to the big dance. You saw championship point this past Sunday as Southeastern defeats HCU 3-1, to clinching the Southland Conference Tournament Championship, and with it, an automatic bid to the NCAAs. With that, let's go to Hammond and talk to Victoria's head coach, Jeremy White. I'm going to guess, coach, that video does not get old, seeing that match point and that dog pile celebration. No, it doesn't. I'm just I'm so happy for the kids. They've done a great job to this point, and uh, you know, changing everything the way into the point that we're at you know, South and Conference Championships. So I'm pretty excited for it. And every time I see it, I just grin a little bit more. No question about it. Not only do the kids do pretty good, but how about Southeastern's record the year before Jeremy White got to Hammond? Two and 27, and now you're going to the NCAA dance. What is the feeling like for you? Have you decompressed from this weekend where not only did you beat, you know, the number one seed, but you had to take care of McNeese State in the semis to get there? Yeah, we played two really tough teams this weekend. McNeese did a great job, probably – the toughest matchup for us, I think we've seen all year, um, just with the size they have on their uh, the right and their middles, um, you know. And so that was huge. And then you know pulling it out against uh, HBU, which had a great season as well, um, who will actually be going to the NIBC. So it's not like we walked off with a team that's not going to a tournament of their own. Um, but it's huge. I mean, we've the kids have done a great job changing things. You know, we had a plan when we got here, and they've adhered to it as much as they possibly can. And a lot of the times, you know, taking it a step further than I could even think about. 
Hey, more of the emotion from, from Sunday. We saw the dog pile celebration, but that wasn't it. We got some video of the trophy presentation and, of course, putting the sticker on the uh, the big bracket that Ansley Tullis got to do. Let's mm-hmm. go ahead and see some of that video and kind of take me through what was going through your mind for all this. I mean, really, at this point, I'm just I'm so excited for the girls. I know the work they put in. I know, you know, I know what we were playing for and how, you know, what we've tried to do with our culture and. And, and I know a lot of these kids, you know, we, we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, 15 out of the 20 kids being from Louisiana. There are a lot of kids that nobody thought could do this. You know, there are a lot of kids that people didn't want to recruit because, uh, you know, the, they had the wrong L.A. next to their name. And, and, uh, and so I'm just proud and happy for them. They've done a phenomenal job uh, of changing our, uh, our, I guess, standards and our expectations. And, um, and to do it, you know, with Louisiana kids – um, for Louisiana and a Louisiana institution is pretty awesome. I had that question down a little bit farther in my format, but you're right there. Let's talk about it, Coach. Louisiana players stepping up in a big way, earning a conference championship in Division One indoor volleyball. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your philosophy in recruiting Louisiana players. And there were so many of them, Tullis, Bear, Hildago, so many. And I'm, you know, there's, there's nine more that I'm, you know, we, we're, we'll talk about some as well. But your philosophy, what made you go and say, yes, I'm going to go with these Louisiana players and we're going to take you to, to places that Southeastern's never been? Number one, we, you know, our biggest go, you know, our, our focus when we're recruiting is to go get good people. Um, and when we're thinking about, you know, here we're coming into a you know, Louisiana institution, um, we know the culture that we're trying to create. We know the culture of Louisiana has always been about hard work and family. Um, and that's the easiest thing I feel like to uh, center a great uh, competitive culture around. And, you know, when you've got a bunch of good athletes that other people are kind of overlooking, it makes it a whole lot easier in the recruiting process because they don't have as many options and they, they're appreciative when they do get it. And, and then on top of that, we were able to go get, you know, just tons of kids who've won a lot, you know, we've got, you know, 16, 17 state championships, maybe I think even more than that on our team. We've got multiple national championships in the club scene. Um, they all came from Louisiana kids. And what I mean, what's been nice is that having that group of Louisiana athletes, knowing what we were trying to do with our, our, you know, our culture, knowing what Louisiana is about as a, as a whole, uh, I think that also helps with our kids from out of state, understand just coming and buy into this different culture instead of this, you know, typical, uh, I guess, uh, you know, I wouldn't say entitlement, but just the, you know, the world of glamour that college sports has gotten to. We just got gritty kids who want to come in and, and do the right thing and play together and be teammates. And, uh, you know, and you saw it in the emotion, like they're excited for each other and they were excited. I don't know if you've popped anything up of the the all tournament selection stuff. I mean, I had the, the reactions to their teammates and stuff when they got selected for all tournament um, is just, is tremendous. You know, they care about each other a ton. And, and again, it goes back to, Louisiana values, Louisiana culture, uh, just brought into Southeastern. Ansley Tullis was one of those players who made the all-tournament team. And obviously what she and the Tullis family have dealt with over the last week to 10 days has just been just been unbelievable, unreal. And the way Ansley has handled it. Now, I got to see the way Allie handled it on the court at the Cajun Dome 12 hours after losing her brother, Christian, she was courageous. She was poised. She played as well as she could. And then afterwards spoke in that media interview room. Like, I don't think anybody 
could have imagined the maturity of that young lady. I'll be a Ali Tullis fan forever. I'm going to guess you're the same way with Ansley and, and what you've been able to witness firsthand. I think all of us have kind of looked at, have looked at her, her uh, Instagram and the post that she's been making and really a celebration of, of her brother. And she has smiled just radiantly over the last week. I saw you yesterday in Slidell at the funeral and the services for Christian Tullis. What has it been like uh, as a head coach? And you talk about bringing in great families. The Tullis family personifies that, not to mention their, their background in the sport and national titles in the club scene that you alluded to. As a head coach, have you dealt with something like this before? How did you deal with it? And give us your thoughts on on the way Ansley Tullis has handled this situation. Unfortunately, I actually have handled something similar. I mean, it's I don't think anything can uh, compare to you know someone losing a child or just losing someone that young. But I had an athlete when I was at Barb High School um, in my first head coaching position who uh, lost her mother to cancer rather quickly. We thought it was going to be a little more time, and it would be in about – six weeks um, as, a, as a sophomore. So I've been through similar type things, um, you know, but not for a long time. And I don't think any amount of experience uh, prepares you for what, you know, for anything like this. I mean, it's a different emotion each time, to, you know, regardless. Um, you know, you, you talked about um, being proud of Ansley for what, how she carried herself. And I'm, I'm proud of the whole family for how they've carried themselves. Uh, you know, they, Ansley, we played, Ansley played the day of the tournament, or sorry, the day of uh, they found out, you know, the same day that Allie played here, we were playing UIW and, you know, and I see Danny in the front row and the whole time, you know, just trying to stay stoic and staying there for Ansley. And I don't think she makes it through the match if he doesn't, you know, if he breaks down, she breaks down. And um, I'm just looking, I look at both of them throughout the match and I'm fighting back tears myself, just, just literally in awe of how they were able to, you know, do that. But I understand, and we all understand that with the Tullis family, volleyball isn't just something they do. It's something that they, uh, you know, they live and, uh, and and for them to go out and do those things, it, it doesn't surprise me necessarily they did it. Um, it just, I'm in awe of how well they did it, um, to be perfectly honest. And then on top of that, I mean, just the way our kids have rallied around the family and Ansley and, um, and, and their performance about it, that's one of the big things we talked about throughout um, the last couple of weeks is that, you know, we had another reason to play. We, were, we weren't playing just for a trophy this weekend. We were playing to honor a a member of our, you know, our line family, um, because that is really what we're about. I mean, we said family as far as part of the big value system for Louisiana and each one of the families within our program. And you see it after the games and stuff with how many people are on the court talking and mingling and everything and how easy it is for me to go have conversations with, with parents of kids who maybe don't even play that much uh, right now and how they're still just so proud and so, you know, value what we're doing here. And uh, I mean, it says a lot about what what's going on with our culture and it says a lot about, you know, how much they care about, you know, the, the Tullis family, our kids do, and uh, and Ansley and, and Allie and everybody, really, Colin as well. I mean, that boy's always on. He's he's on my court with a ball as soon as the game's over, every single game. But, you know, but I'm proud. I'm happy for them as well. I mean, they, they've done a lot for me as well. I mean, those, the way they take care of my family is, you know, Colin's out there with my son 24-7 and putting up with him being a pain in his butt the entire time. And, uh, you know, it's it's they're just good people. This is really what I can say. I think in 2020, when we started covering beach volleyball uh, up on the North Shore at uh, uh, Diggs, um, 
I saw Colin who was playing, he was probably eight or nine. who's playing against 12 and 13 year olds. And he was, he, he, he was beating everybody and he was hitting lefty. He was hitting line shots. And I, I, I go, are, are you the best beach volleyball player in the country at your age? And he looked at me and he goes, absolutely. Yes. There's no question. There's no question. And I, and I wasn't going to doubt him because he's, he's phenomenal. <laughs> there's no doubt. There's no doubt. Hey, I want to talk more specifically about the, st- uh, the conference championship match against the top seed HCU. I know they won that first set, but coach, I looked up at the score one time. I think it was like 11 to one. I'm like, Oh no. What was the feeling like as a coach when you got down so bad and then losing that first set, how did you get your team to bounce back? Uh, you know, it really was just trying to get them to calm back down. We, we kind of came in, I think, really amped. And then when they kind of put it on us kind of early, I think we got really tight, really fast. And so a lot of it was just, hey, guys, can we just – let's just get out. Let's just play at a high level, do the things we do, start playing together, communicate, trying to get them to just get back into the, the typical realm of things. What do we do all the time, every single day in practice and other games? And uh, it was slowly, I mean, it slowly worked its way into that. I mean, we we went, you know, tit for tat for the uh, second half of that first set and then uh, really kind of squeezed out the second, but we, you know, and really turned it on at the end of the third. And it was kind of back to being us from there. So that was nice to see. It was a great comeback. And uh, Kayla Newsom with 18 kills and MVP. Cicely Hildago, again, from Coach Terry Hebert's uh, Turlings Catholic uh, program, 16 kills, 19 digs. Um, just um, just overall, the feeling now of, uh, I guess, you give your players a little time off, and then Sunday you'll find out, along with 64, 63 other teams, the 64-field team. Give us your, your plans on announcement Sunday for the NCAA tournament field. Oh, yeah, we've got our watch party. It's going to be here in the Victory Club at Strawberry Stadium. Um, so we'll have that kind of out and about on social media as well. And, you know, we'll kind of announce it and uh, you know, through that in a sense. And then we'll also, of course, you know, have our formal announcements of what we have going on. I know our marketing team will be all over it. They've been doing a great job so far. Um, Graphic-wise, you know, take care of, you know, the, the film you see on, on this podcast right now, as well as, uh, you know, the, the pictures we have all over social media. So um, we'll have a great, you know, opportunity to just kind of just have, you know, be together, have some fun, get to get excited about our possible draw. The last week's projections, I was a little happier with uh, what I saw there than, uh, than what is the typical thing for the Southland. Uh, you know, not that – the University of Houston is, uh, you know, some cookie cutter uh, opportunity, but uh, I, I, you know, Logan Eggleston over at Texas would be a, a little bit, uh, maybe a little too much to handle with that big, you know, giant jump touch uh, she's got. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if I want to deal with the uh, the powerhouse just yet. But what, uh, what what are the projections? What what have you seen? Are you going to play Houston possibly in the first possibly, round? It looks like Houston's going to get a. Uh, I'm going to get a regional uh, host bid. And so they'll be, I think they're the four in the South um, right now. That's the projection. Should they win out this week? Who uh, are the other teams in the South? Uh, I don't really know our four, our little pod sure. would be Houston, Georgia Tech, LSU, and and uh, Southeastern uh, as it sits based on last week's projection. But I mean, of course, we know things change. Um, you know, it's supposed to be UTRGV playing Texas, but SFA won the whack and, We'll see what happens there. So that could change some stuff because I think their RPI is a little higher. So we'll see if if they maybe get the opportunity to go there instead of us. That's fingers crossed. 
Hey, this goes back to the beginning of the season when you had some big tournaments. I know you took your team to a couple places. New York can't get much bigger than going to the Big Apple. How do you think those tournaments have prepared these these young ladies who who rolled through their home schedule? I don't think you lost a game this year uh, at home. I think you went fourteen and zero. But tell me about preparing them for this huge stage that they're about to be on. Um, I mean. I think really just trying to play a competitive schedule that also gave us the opportunity to win. We wanted to play as much like competition as he possibly could with, you know, and every, my goal was minimally go two and one, like put us in a situation in every single tournament. So put us in a situation where we're going to play a team, uh, you know, teams are going to be competitive with us that we, you know, we had, we felt really good about uh, being able to beat and then challenge ourselves at least once every single tournament. We were able to go three and O twice and two and one on the other two. So that was huge along the way. I think just the, the level of competition that was able to both, um, you know, prepare us, get us to see competition like we were going to see at the top of the Southland, but also um, give us some confidence, especially coming off of, a, you know, a more of a down year last year. And so uh, it ended up working pretty well. I mean, definitely the, uh, the atmosphere in the UC seems to have some kind of magic for us this year. So that's pretty exciting. 14 of them in, the, in the, you know, the, you know, the university center was pretty Pretty good way to go. I mean, it's nice to be the host of the conference tournament when you're undefeated going into it. So, uh, in the in the in the arena, that so, worked out. That worked out pretty well. That worked out pretty well. Let yeah. me switch gears real quick. Recruiting question for you, and this is sincerely just wanting to know. <clears throat> so, football recruiting, right? During the season, we see you know sometimes you know like a Nick Saban or a, you know somebody you know Brian Kelly. They're at a high school football game, right? They're in the crowd. They're making a big deal about it. The to- the local cameras will get a shot of them. Um, are you able to do that on the you know the high school scene for high school volleyball? Like obviously you were playing when the state championship unfolded at the Cajun Dome last Saturday, but. Um, What's it like to be recruiting? And I know I hear so much, obviously, that, you know, club volleyball is where a lot of college recruiting takes place. But in high school volleyball, are, are there teams, especially when you're, you know, being able to uh, land so many Louisiana players, are you able to go to games or see players in action? How does that work for a head coach during the season? But it's like that for football as well. Yeah, our travel schedule makes it really difficult, but we try to make it out as po- much as possible. Usually if it's a uh... You know, if we can get a Tuesday or a Monday, every once in a while there's a few of those that happen that we can uh, get in. If we don't have a midweek that week, that makes it a lot easier. We can finish up a practice and then roll out. Um, and we try to find, you know, as best as possible the matches. Say if we got a, you know, a kid that's a little further away, like a Lafayette athlete or something, maybe that we can find a, an open weekend. or maybe we have an early match on a Saturday and they're playing in a tournament uh, in Baton Rouge, New Orleans, some of that's a little bit of a quicker drive for us. We try to make those. Um, it just It's tough. I mean, we – you know, football gets the luxury of um, having, you know, full-on bye weeks and uh, and playing once a week, whereas volleyball, yeah. you're two, three, four sometimes um, in a week, and that makes it a little more difficult. Um, and then also, like, staff constraints, too. You know, you get the fact that, you know, we've got three countable coaches in, in Division One uh, volleyball, and um, so it's like, you know, you, I mean, how many places can you send them? Uh, we made it out to a couple, especially kids that we've either committed or looking to commit right away, you know, pretty soon try to make it out. I know we got, I got to go out and watch a little Mandeville St. Joseph's action because we got a couple of kids coming in from there next year. Uh, we got uh, Kira Beverly from uh, Mandeville. Mandeville and then yep. Taylor from uh, St. Joe's. 
Uh, not sure if I'm in trouble for saying that right now. <laughs> no, no. And I, you know what? I was going to ask you uh, because uh, we had Terry Del Conte from UAB on a couple weeks ago, and uh, she couldn't talk about Lindsey Wickersham until Lindsey actually signed. Mm-hmm. And Lindsey signed, of course, I think two weeks ago. So my follow-up question was, what does the recruiting class look like this year for players that have signed uh, that are mm-hmm. a, a part of your recruiting class this year? Um, you know, we've got – We've got a couple of uh, Louisiana athletes coming in, Caribbean, uh, who's definitely uh, one and, and has signed and is accepted and all that good business. Um, and we've got a couple of athletes coming in from Texas, big lefty from a uh, big jumpy lefty from Texas and, uh, and another middle as well. Um, and then we got one coming out of Mississippi and one out of Florida. So it's a big class. We graduated five kids and uh, we got, we definitely added some uh, talent at that level. We got some kids that we probably, We'll, uh, you know, give a year or two on the red shirt front uh, just to try to, you know, separate them a little away from uh, some of the, you know, depth we have right now. It's kind of hard to be an outside on this team with, you know, two studs uh, with two years of eligibility left. So that's going to be difficult for some kids. But, uh, you know, we've got some kids like, you know, some of the best players in the, the state that have had to do some of the same stuff. We just kind of Lily Morgan took a red shirt this year, you know, MVP of the state tournament last year. That's pretty uh, – <laughs> to kind of go through right uh, yes that's that's tough it's definitely a good class i'm excited about it. it's going to bring some size some depth and uh it's just some positions that we were kind of a little uh we weren't as deep in as we were on the left so that'll help it, it's the furthest thing from your mind has to be and i know as we we kind of joked uh before we, we started the recording like you're back in the office you're like when am i not in the office but obviously um and we talked about this before about being the beach coach as well and i know the fall beach season was you know up the, the ante a little bit with the pairings national championship uh, that they had in Huntsville this year. Give me the, 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 the lay of the land with Southeastern's beach program right now. Yeah, we feel really good about it. We got, we brought in the nice freshman class, probably our deepest freshman class yet. Um, and we got the luxury of uh, becoming a fully funded program this year. So that's going to be exciting as well. Cause it's going to go a long way towards, uh, you know, allowing us to go out and recruit even more and even harder. Um, so it's pretty exciting for us. And uh but it's good. I mean, we, I think we had a competitive spring um, or spring. I say spring. I always confuse the two between indoor and uh, <laughs> right. fall season. Yeah. Yeah. Competitive fall season. We got to send, uh, you know, Jolie Hidalgo and, and Megan Scuderi out to uh, Huntsville who you know, went in, I think is the 60 seed and left at the, as the 39 seat or your 39th place. So that's a 21, you know, improvement. I mean, they w- took out, uh, I think it was Arizona's ones and uh, South Carolina's twos along the way. That was pretty exciting to see that some big wins for against some power five competition. And so I'm, I'm pumped. I think it's a, it's definitely going to be an improved year. We had a great year last year, I thought by our standards. And, and, and right now we're in a situation where I think we should improve on that. And, you know, we were somewhat of a competitor for the conference title last year. I think this year it's going to be even better. Well, Coach, we're going to let you go. I know you're busy, and we certainly appreciate your time. And a, a bunch of firsts, you know, for Southeastern, right? The first Southland Conference tournament win. Then the first Southland Conference title. The first Southland Conference tournament title. And, of course, here on Digging It, you are the first two-time uh, appearance person ever on the show. So, Props to you for making history again, not only with all this great volleyball stuff, but here on the Digging It podcast on VSN. Thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on earning a trip to the big dance, and we wish your team the best. We're going to be following. Trust me. Hopefully we can make it to the, the selection show party on Sunday and get some video and some interviews. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I can go, uh, you know, I can go one up uh, Tanya, right? 
That's right. That's right. You're, you're one over two, nothing Southeastern. It's one to LSU. Good, Good job. Good I like it. I got you. <laughs> That's great stuff. All right. We'll let you go. We're going to take a break. When we return a little bit more high school volleyball, we're going to go back to the state tournament. We're going to take you inside the media room and hear from the teams that finished as the state runner up. Five teams did that. We've already played all of the state championship stuff for you on our YouTube page and all of our social media. So for the last 10 days or so, we've we've put all five state champions, you know, uh, trophy presentation, all that good stuff. But coming up, we're going to hear from the teams that finished in second. We'll have that for you right after this. Hi, I'm Chris Hogan with Farm Bureau. Real service, real people. Hi, I'm Andreas Hackman with Farm Bureau. I'd like to wish all the athletes in the River Parishes a safe 2022 season. Hi, I'm Robert Palmasano with Farm Bureau. We've been protecting families for over 75 years in the River Parishes. Your friends for life. Hi, I'm Aramie Melanson with Farm Bureau, Louisiana's insurance company for home, auto, and life. I'm Will Sermon with St. Charles St. John Parish Farm Bureau. We provide outstanding customer service. Our amazing staff and in-house claims adjusters assure that you'll be taken care of in your time of need. Real service, real people. Proudly serving Louisiana families for over 70 years. The Sports Pub and Grill in Destrehan has it all. A great place to watch the game, daily drink specials, and you won't believe the food. From our fresh 10-ounce burgers, fully loaded baked potatoes, and great salads, too, like taco salad and grilled chicken. Need something to rinse it down with? How about one of our refreshing daiquiris? A great atmosphere for the whole family. Just a few miles west of the airport. The Sports Pub and Grill, 3001 Ormond Boulevard in Destrehan. Welcome back to our final segment of Digging It, and it's one that you're going to want to stick around for. Of course, the media interview room for the state championship, you know, we always focus on, of course, the teams that won, the Division One through Division Five state champions. And we have certainly given those five teams plenty of credit, and we have uh, put out the, the, the victorious sound and reaction and trophy presentations over the last 10 days. Five teams also went into that media interview room at the Cajun Dome um, to speak about their seasons. And, of course, those were the teams that came on the short end of a state championship game and finished as a state runner-up. But the emotion and the sound that we uh, that we recorded during those five interview sessions certainly needs to be shown at some place. And if you're looking for all of the Division One through Division Five uh, state championship sound, you can find that on VSN's YouTube page, um, and that's where we're we're going to put the um, the the interviews from the five teams that finished as runners up. And we start with Division One, uh, where where April Hagedon was very emotional about coaching in her very last game. We'll have Division Two following that. We heard from Terry Bear earlier, but I want you to hear from some of his players as well. Haley Hillman was great. Izzy Bear, awesome. Uh, Ed White, of course, they lost to to Dunham uh, after winning the first set. Sarah Johnson was was tremendous at the podium. Her players spoke uh, one about uh, the rope that you might have saw the E.D. White players carrying throughout the tournament at the Cajun Dome. And Division Four, of course, was Pope John Paul and Allie Tullis 
really um, being so composed and being so courageous to talk about her brother, talk about playing her teammates and her interim coach were unbelievable as well. So you'll hear from them. And in division five, Westminster Christian who took country day to five sets and losing that fifth set, uh, Keith Leon, their head coach has done a fabulous job of turning that program around. Uh, you'll hear from him and Abby Cunningham and the rest of the players that were brought into the media interview room. So let's hear that now. And again, this is about 13 minutes, but it's full of great stuff. Please. Is it for three of us up here? Um, well, not for three of us. There, uh, one of them's moving on, play at UAB. Michaela's trying to play, um, and I'm gonna be around. It's just the last time that I'll be the head coach. So, um, it was a, you know, I know we wanted the storybook ending, but uh, like I told them, I'm so proud of them, and they gave me the storybook ending, getting back here, and um, you know, and I'm proud of the way they stepped up. I'm so proud of my team. Uh, I think we had a great run this season. Um, you know, no one expected us to be here, and we definitely rose up to the challenge. Dominican played almost flawless tonight, and um, I'm, I was so proud of the way my team, they started off with a little bit of jitters, okay, um, with the first time that them being here for, in three years. So only one out of these three has played in a championship match. So we were a little bit on the, you know, they had five and we had one playing in the championship match. So they were definitely ready and they came out. And um, like I said, we came out with jitters and I'm glad we gave them a good run for the third set. So somehow we lost a little swag. <laughs> the swag. And I was like, we lost oh, it so like sad. in two years. I'm like, we need to find it and get it back again, you know? And I, I think they did, you know, these, these last two weeks, they have worked so hard to get to where we were. I mean, I definitely feel like we had the harder side of the bracket um, to get to get here, and um, you know, and they did it, and I'm proud of them. They had a major uh, comeback against St. Joe, and you know, maybe, maybe we were, you know, maybe we got tired by the end, but that's okay, because like, like I said, the story beginning was getting here, and we got here, and I'm proud of the way they responded. I think in the beginning we kind of just started off really slow. I think we didn't really know what to expect. Like they said, we haven't been in the state championship in three years. So I think after the first two sets, we started minimizing our errors on our side, and that's what helped us to get to the score we did in the third set. So I honestly think Dominican's a wonderful team, and I think if we would have started off stronger, the scores could have been different. But I'm really proud of this team, and I wouldn't want to go out any other way. Yeah, I think we weren't prepared for the speed of their offense, and so it just took a while to get used to. So by the third set, I think we figured it out, and at least we gave them a good match. But yeah, yeah I think it was just nerves. I just feel like everyone was tired of just being like walked all over kind of by other teams and like we wanted to show people that like we could like we could win and we could put up a good fight and everyone was always I, I say this all the time I, I've never felt more supported by a team like everyone was always with each other and if one person was down someone else would like lead and pick up for that person and it was just always like we were always really together and on the same page, I feel like. 
you know, like coming from a public school, you know, like everybody kind of, you know, oh, you're an athlete, all right, we associate with you. But I mean, here, like it was just such a great like community and like great friends and everybody like building each other up and we had great chemistry. Like I said, like like Coach Hagenon said, like this year, like I don't know what it was, but like I've never felt better about a team. Yeah. And like I know, like I wanted this a lot since last year it was on me. Ha, this year kind of no. was again, but like, <laughs> let's just talk about. Oh, but anyway, anyway. <laughs> no, I. No, no, right. You are correct. You are correct. But still, um, just like I've never, like I don't want to play with anybody else. I didn't want to play we're with anybody else on this last year. Yeah. Right? We're a family, yes. and I'm definitely gonna remember them. So very close team. Yeah. Y'all be invited to so, my wedding. <laughs> Met a, met a a good team today. Uh, proud of my girls. They fought hard. We had some, you know, as I said earlier, we had some personnel changes throughout the season. Uh, needed some people to step up in positions that they haven't really played in, um, and they did a phenomenal job. Uh, it's, it's hard to, you know, as a senior, to all of a sudden go play one of the biggest uh, positions on the court as an outside hitter. I was proud of Alec for doing that, and Charlie coming in as a sophomore. Um, but you know, just real proud of this group. Um, you know, if you would have asked us in August if we would be sitting here you know, in the finals, I, I probably wouldn't have given much faith to that. Um, you know, we, we had a bunch of question marks and just extremely proud of this team for getting to where we did. I just think that we played a great team, like Coach T said. We played a great team. They were firing on all cylinders today. And, I mean, he did say our sets were a little tight. Um, but I think we were there. I think we just came up against a great team today. I think I'm going to miss the camaraderie. We, we, were, we were all so close, and walking into the locker room every day, it's like, it's like my family. We're not just friends. Like We are there for each other. We talk it out. We go through everything together. Like we've been there for each other all season, and I think that's what I'm going to miss most. I think that... Obviously, in the past, like we won state championships and stuff, like that's amazing. Like those teams are amazing or whatever. But even the losses, like just being able to go on the court with these girls and the rest of our teammates, are just amazing. Like we truly, we do care for each other and we love each other, and I think that's what gets us through every single game. It's a blessing, very much, because he, every single time we go on that court, he's always saying how. There's some people that don't even get to go onto the quarterfinals. They don't get to see the Cajun Dome. And I just, I like to soak it all in and just really count on it as a blessing. First of all, I just want to say how proud I am of these three and the rest of my team. Um, it's not fun, you know, losing, but no one expected us to be where we are today. Um, we came in number three with probably one of the worst records in the state. And we beat a lot of teams in these playoffs. And we played like we were supposed to play all season long. We had a lot of ups and downs, but in the end, we finished. We finished strong. And the amount of people that have come up to me the past couple of days to say how amazing this team is and how much they love to watch them and how much fun they have watching them is a testament to them. But they know that they are the quickest team they have the most heart out of anybody, and they left it all out on that court today. I think we fought really hard, and I think all of us left everything that we had on that court. I mean, it's tough to come out so close, and I think we could have pushed maybe just a little bit more to get on top, but we fought hard.
and I think it was a good, great game. We came out strong in the end, and they kind of slacked off in the second set, and then we were just going up and down, and we just needed to stay steady, but I think everyone on the team gave it their all the whole time. We knew coming into this that they were going to be a bigger team and that we're not as big, but we faced big girls before and we put up a really good fight against them. So I think that today everyone played a good part in battling against that. Yeah, they came in and, and gave us the game that we expected. Um, we knew that they, were, they had some good hitters in the front, but our game plan was to serve tough and kind of keep them out of their rotation. And I, think we, I thought we did that perfectly the first set. Um, caught them off guard and then we kind of slapped off. Well, second set we did pretty good too. And then after that we kind of just, just lost it a little bit. But we came back that last set and I think we started to do, execute that game plan a little bit more toward the end, just a little too late. Um, but they did everything that I asked them to. Could we have changed things here and there? Absolutely. But I mean, at the end of the day, they gave it their all. I mean, you can't go back and say, oh, I should have done that, should have done this. No. Um, I've been doing this for too long. I know that, that you can't change the past. We can only look forward, and I'm just so proud of them. They are, you know, runner-ups. They're number two. So my grandfather, Coach Don Torres, came to speak to us and gave a motiva motivational speech on Wednesday before we played Thursday, and he told us that not everybody, like people are going to get down. We have to use this rope to pull each other up and pull each other up the whole game, play as a team, play as one. And when somebody's slacking, you pick them up. So that's what the rope is. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you. Just want to give a huge shout out to my team today, uh, Coach Danny's team. I'm just a, a fill in for the day. Um, but they came out and put on the bravest and strongest of faces that we could have ever imagined for a team to show up um, off of little to no sleep for the most of us. Um, you know, volleyball is a, a passion for this team, for this family, and that's exactly what this is, is we've grown up playing with each other. Um, from him coaching me, to me coaching Allie, all the way through. Um, so we're incredibly blessed and proud for our team and our family showing up today, and really showing out, showing us what they have. I 100% played for my brother. Like, there was no one else I wanted to play for. I wanted to win so bad for my brother Christian, who get so many college offers to play volleyball, is literally the hardest working kid and passes before he can even graduate high school. That is just so heartbreaking. On our ribbons, we have CT and AN. AN is number two, Peyton's sister, and she passed away, and CT is my brother, Christian Tellis. And we, we told each other that we wanted to be happy no matter what, win or loss, we were playing for each other. We didn't care if we lost in five, we didn't get single, we got single digits, like we just were playing for each other the whole entire time. I mean, you don't forget about it in the back of your mind, but once you're on the court, you're there with your teammates, you're playing for your teammates. So you have to put that feeling aside for the betterment of the team. And it's tough, but I think we did a great job of that today. And even though we didn't come out as state champs, Christian and Avery are hella proud of all of us. Absolutely. And what we were saying the whole time is we didn't want to play by one person. We wanted to play together as a team, and I think that's what got me through the game. Because, yes, I was very scared to play, but I know Christian wanted me to play my senior year in the state championship game. We didn't graduate too many people, so to come this far after we didn't even make it here last year, we were more than happy to just be able to be back on in the state championship game with this same group a year later. Yeah, we started practice in summer hungry, hungry for this moment right here. Christian? If it wasn't for you, I would be at home crying in my bed. But I know you wanted to go to Penn State, and I know you wanted me to shine. So we put 
your initials on our bows, and I wrote you on my wrist, and I love you forever. We made a little bit more mistakes than them, but our girls are phenomenal. They worked hard. They played every game we went out there. It's just, this was a, it was a great match. Great match. Look, we've been, I've been having them for four years. This is my fourth year. So we went from regional round, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finally the finals. And they're just a great bunch of seniors. Um, I can't, I can't ask for a better group. We just made history at Westminster that it's going to be there forever. And now we got to work our way to, to win that finals, you know. But this group right here, I, I can't ask for anything better. It was just a big smile. I mean, they, they fought up hard. They fought up hard. Me and Carly have been playing since we were babies in club. And so I really know how she plays and she knows how I play. And Joe's just like that, the glue to it, you know. She just like slips in there and fits and brings it all in together like a cherry on top. And Aaliyah and, and Ada, yeah. Aaliyah. I played with Ada too in club, and Aaliyah just stepped up this year, and we really just all brought it together, like one big family. I never thought, like, when they first came, Coach Keith and they first came, eighth grade year, freshman year, I, we never thought we would have been here. And Abby came sophomore year, which really helped our team just go to the next level, but no one ever expected us to be here. No schools, no no one expected us to be here, so it's, just, it's really special, and the bond we all have is you, you can't find it anywhere else. Well, well I mean, crying. I wasn't necessarily upset. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not a sore loser, but I mean, I am upset that we lost. I would have loved to take home the winning championship thing, but I mean, I'm just happy and I'm proud of us that we even, like, accomplished our goal and did more. Like, I don't think anybody's ever taken country day to five. So, I mean, that alone is pretty good to us. So, I mean, it was just... Fun while the last month, proud. If I can say that, I don't know. I just super proud. Yeah. Great. Um, you look at it, 35 and eight. That's a special season. And look, all the games we had, we were probably in it. You know, we could have won every game that we played. You know, some of those tournament games we went three, three sets. I mean, every game we were in every game. That's special. That's special. Certainly great stuff right there. Emotional sound from the media interview room from the Cajun Dome from the teams that finished in second place in their respective divisions on a statewide level. That will do it for another edition of Digging It. Certainly want to thank our guests. Of course, we had Terry Bear and Jeremy White, two awesome coaches and good friends as well. Also want to thank Justin Thomas uh, for his great work on the show. And we want to, again, send our thoughts and prayers and just um, appreciation for the entire Tullis family, uh, the way they have handled such a devastating loss, losing their son, Christian. Um, I think the entire volleyball community has rallied around their family and will continue to do so. And um, VSN uh, is no exception. So for everyone on the show and for all of us here at VSN, thanks again for tuning in and watching on the podcast. Podcast, uh, the Digging It podcast with Eric Ritchie. So long, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving as well. Mm-hmm.